0: Hi everyone, it's Andrew here and welcome to another episode, installment of the TELP podcast. So here we are, October 26th and uh, things are great, you know, I have to say, uh, you know, just really blessed, feel really blessed to be in this role and to be able to travel around and um, work with so many amazing people, both within my school board, but also out there in Twitterverse and so again it's just great to learn from everyone and uh, you know it's 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 as they say as you get older you get you become more wiser and you mature and it's so nice to be in a place now in my life where I don't feel like I have to know the right answers and you don't feel like you have to know everything. You can just really approach each day as a gift, where you know new learning can occur, and you can learn from others. So, uh, again, just wanted to uh, get rolling here uh, this uh, today with this podcast. Um, huge shout out to uh, check out Anthony Karabash's post today and I've included it in the link. He's got an amazing uh, little website, a website with all kinds of blogs, uh, an ed tech leader in Ontario for sure, and has some amazing ideas around the integration of technology in the classroom. And uh, what a pleasure reading his blog today and just resonated huge with me uh, because of the work that I do. And uh, you know, his, his premise, the big idea today was just around, you know, us as teachers allowing ourselves to be in beta version. So, again, I'm not going to say too much on it. I really encourage you to go and read it and uh, take a look at other stuff that he's he's worked on and has, has uh, written about because, again, very insightful stuff. And, you know, what's what's beautiful about reading uh, Anthony's, you know, when he's sharing his, his knowledge is just how you know you, you you always feel great at the end you know you feel like oh okay i can do this you know and so again shout out to anthony um karabash check him out on twitter this week on the trail um cool cool stuff again lots of cplcs uh you know working in schools with teachers and system leaders and a uh, huge shout out to our kindergarten teachers god bless you guys you know again i think back of my uh, one year uh, that i taught at the elementary level and i remember those first weeks you know being in the elementary school and coming from you know seven eight in high school and uh you know walking by the ele- walking by the kindergarten classrooms you know the kindergarten grade one two and just having the utmost respect for those teachers And student support workers, and the ECES, and uh, our EAs that support uh, the students as they embark on their educational journey, and you know what amazing people who are some of the hardest workers in our system. And again, just you know, I had a really nice morning working with kindergarten teachers, getting them all set up. We're using Microsoft Teams for the parent communication portal, and uh, OneNote. For the pedagogical documentation, and so again, another uh, a great session uh, that was, and I do want to say too, like even whether you're a Google board or Office, whether you use Google or your Office three hundred and sixty-five, check out OneNote. You got to check out OneNote if you haven't, because again, if we think of those entry points to using technology in the classroom, either for student learning. Or for your own professional learning, or pedagogical documentation, or documentation of you know your work. I'm thinking you know maybe principals, vice principals out there. Um, it's such a powerful tool, and again, often referred uh, to as the digital binder um, online. So again, check it out. Teachers that get started with it, I have to say, you know, in this role that. Uh, it's a little bit of a steep learning curve to it, you know, and, and to get the gist of how it works. But once, you know, once you get to that, the, once you get to the top of the mountain, and you start to really understand how OneNote works and the possibilities that come from using that or that are possible, whether it's about student learning or even just your own as a professional ed tech tool uh, in your teacher toolkit, Wow, what a powerful tool. So check it out also. OneNote, um, whether it's the class notebook, the staff notebook, or just you know your basic OneNote for your own uh, professional um, documentation. So check that out. Okay, let's get rolling. Chapter 3, uh, George Kuros, because again, part of this podcast is really just you know me talking about uh, the book and things that spoke to me. So in Chapter 3, I have three big ideas that I kind of want to go through. So the first one here is... Uh, George Kroll talks about my belief is that great educators can work within the constraints of the system and still create innovative learning opportunities for their students. And when I read that, it immediately spoke to strategies that I used when I was in the schools teaching. And the one of the big things that, you know, I like to share with teachers is, you know, sometimes we we have a, and I'm like that too, sometimes we we want that perfect scenario, that perfect situation. You know, like, I could do this tech if I had these many devices, or I could do this, I could teach if I had this or that. And I can say that I really truly feel I am where I am today. As a result of every year when I got started, whether I was in a computer lab, whether I was in a classroom with very little technology, whether I was in a classroom with an Elmo, whether I was in a classroom with a point of instruction computer and a smart board or a blended learning center, I always, my, the, um, the big idea I had in my head was, I'm going to optimize what I have. That was always my goal. And I think George Gurros uh, hits the nail on the head here when he says, the idea in, you know, growing and having that uh, innovative mindset is is, is always kind of doing the inventory of what you have and trying to make the best with what you have. And you'd be surprised, you know, and there's going to be years where you're going to be able to do more with students because you have more ed tech tools and there's going to be years where you're going to have less. But one of the things I say to teachers too is in those years where there might be less, invest in yourself. You know, invest in yourself and make it a year where you learn things about technology. You know, you might not be able to do as much with the students, but you'll be doing a lot of learning for yourself. And then you know what? Maybe the year after, you arrive in September and you have a row of computers at the back of your classroom and it's a blended learning center. And as a result of optimizing the year before and learning these these different ed tech tools that exist you now can start to use those more with your students to enable learning. So, again, I thought that was something I wanted to share because it kind of popped into my head when I read that part of the book. Um, The next idea here is, my belief is not that teachers don't want to change, but they sometimes lack clear guidance and support to make the desired change. Effective leadership in education is not about moving everyone from one standardized point to the next, but moving individuals from their point A to their point B. So, that part there, what spoke to me was the idea of, you know, again, not looking at ed tech as, you know, this is the optimum classroom, you know, this is the way to do it, but for each teacher to see themselves where they're at. You know to be okay with their where they're at and just take that next step you know and again I you know I've said many times in many sessions that you know if if you just kind of like say to yourself you know what each month I'm gonna try something new or maybe once every two months I'm gonna try something new in the classroom think about what that looks like after six months think about what that looks like after a year now pause and think about what that looks like after two or three years. If you, if you kind of self-motivate, you know, if you, if, if you have that internal drive or that self-motivation to just try something new every couple of months. And then it becomes more manageable. And then I think of what just popped into my head is that beta version where you're allowing yourself to try it in the class with the students. You're allowing yourself to experiment and encounter barriers and find solutions for those barriers. And so, again, I thought that that passage there was was really good and, and uh, you know, uh, with uh, George Kuros talking about that, that, you know, it's not about it being this standard, this is what technology-enabled learning needs to look like, but it's really just about taking the next step in the journey. So the final thing that I wanted to talk about uh, in this podcast was this final passage here the hope that our students become innovators in schools that do not have educators who embody the same mindset is, at best, wishful thinking. If we do not model these characteristics and the willingness to innovate inside the box, why would our students do anything different? And then George finishes, they won't. And so, with that there, I think it's it's just, you know, the part that I kind of, that, that stood out for me is... You know, just as a as a classroom teacher, you know, having uh, my son Ashton and my daughter Haley, um, you know, it has just it just opens your mind so much. You know, when I remove the Andrew the Telt dude, Andrew the teacher dude, um, and I become just Andrew the parent, and I just watch nowadays my children and how they learn, and how you know, there's no limits anymore they can learn pretty much everything and anything they want because of the accessibility they have to um, the world, you know? And, you know, just an example is, you know, my son uh, learning how to skateboard. You know, I can't skateboard to save my life. But my son was able to go on to YouTube and, you know, watch these videos and learn how to skateboard. And, you know, that's just one example my daughter can do does, has done the same thing. And so again when you think of that passage there, it's not again about us, you know, making it that they're using technology all the time, but you know, just having that empathy and you know, understanding that the the children that are in our classrooms today are our first generation of children who are born with technology. And it's innate in them. It's seamless. It's what they use to learn. And so, um, you know, just think about that. And, you know, when you're thinking about your your day-to-day, you know, classroom experience, you know, it's. I used to do that. You know, I remember I, when I was in the classroom as a teacher, you know, sometimes you know, I'd go in on the weekends and do a bit of work. I love Sunday nights. I love going in on Sunday nights and just put, you know, putting an hour or two in and getting everything ready. And sometimes I just go sit in a student's desk you know, in different spots in the classroom and kind of look around. Look at the things I had on my wall. You know, what, does this, what does this look like from this vantage point? And I think that when you look at what George Kuros has wrote here, I think that that's what he's encouraging us to do. Is just, you know, think about it, what it's like for our students in our classroom. And let's just try to provide them with experiences that speak to them and engage them and uh, also balance it out with other, um, you know, more traditional stuff. It's fine. It's all good. It's okay. Because learning happens in different forms for sure. So uh, it's all I got for Chapter 3. Again, enjoying the book, enjoying this podcast and reflecting on my learning and uh, you know, putting myself out here like this. I think it's important in my role. We talk about modeling and this is just my way of modeling you know, some of the 21st century things that we want to do uh, ourselves as professionals but also we want our students doing. Just reflecting on their learning. So I hope everyone has a wonderful end of their week. And again, I'd love to hear some feedback uh, on Twitter and reach out and let me know what you think of the podcast and looking forward to the next episode. Take care, everyone. Have a great weekend.